Electric Jellyfish Podcast presents Spoilers of the Vault. Welcome, everybody. This is Chad. This is Shannon. And this is Derek. There you are. Where everybody has a voice. <laughs> <laughs> just the deer in the headlights look on your face just said, All right, guys. How's it going tonight? Oh, man. What a week. Yep. I mean, it, it, it doesn't seem like much because we didn't have a new episode because sadly, yes, our, our, our inspiration for starting this particular venture in Electric Jellyfish podcast, Spoilers of the Multiverse, was it, it, it came to an end last week. Um, no more fucky. No more fucky for us. Uh, we did get the recap, though, and that's kind of where we're going with this particular episode. We're going to recap, pun fully intended, um this uh this first season of Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Um but we since we started since we kicked off spoilers of the multiverse in the uh in the shadow kind of of WandaVision and we never really got to break that down, we're gonna do that tonight. We're going to kind of sum up our our opinions and feelings on what Disney Plus has done with the MCU as a whole since it started. And uh, Shannon, I know you are, you know, still the, the wide eyed novice coming into the MCU because as I've told Derek, and I think it's been mentioned on this show, maybe a couple of times that your introduction into the MCU was Endgame. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so talk about, talk about a hell of a jumping off point. I, I know that you kind of did a, you and I did a crash course. I showed you what I thought were basically the essential films in the franchise. And I think for the most part, we filled in the gaps. There were some that you had seen before. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I guess it's kind of unfair to say that Endgame was your jumping off point because it really wasn't. You'd seen Guardians. Right. You'd seen Doctor Strange, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I'd seen the first Iron Man. And the Man. first Iron Man. I'd seen Ant-Man. Okay. So you weren't a total stranger to it. But Derek, you and I... <laughs> we were we are we are dyed in the wool when it comes to this stuff this is you know you and i have been waiting on this whole thing you know with bated breath and then to see where it's where it's wound up now that it's found a, a more permanent home on disney plus especially in the light of the of the pandemic and nobody can really go anywhere or do anything at least not when this started um I don't know. Let's, we'll, we'll, we'll see where we go. We'll see where this road takes us. Yeah, because, you know, not only recapping on WandaVision and Fucky, uh, we also need to tackle and, and basically go down the laundry list of what's to come. Right. Because, uh-huh. guys, we've got, like, uh, I've got them all ready to spit out here, and there's, like, 65,000 of them. So get ready, <laughs> boys and girls. This is going to be a... A packed show for you. Yes, it is. So, wh- where do we start? Where do you want to? Where do you want to kick it off? 
Should we go uh, all the we, way back to WandaVision? Should we recap? Okay, all right. Yeah. Why not? Okay. Um I know that when we saw the initial uh you know promotional material for for WandaVision, we were like, what the what the hell are they doing? Where are they going with this shit? Cuz it just it looked like more of an homage to classic sitcoms than anything. It barely looked like anything resembling what we had seen in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And um, we couldn't make heads or tails of it. And I know it put a lot of people off. There were people that just swarping down that, you know, they thought that Disney and Marvel Studios had lost their minds. And, you know, they, they weren't going to, they weren't even going to bother wasting their time with it. But I trusted Marvel. I trusted, I trust Kevin Feige. Um, I mean, you know, as we've often said, Kevin Feige will forever be known as the guy that made you give a damn about a talking raccoon in a tree. So if if he can pull that off, I, I think he's capable of anything. And he, he always tends to put his faith in the right people. I mean, I, I've out of the entire run of the MCU since 2008, there's not that many missteps. There, there really isn't. It's almost like, like Pixar's early track record. Mm. Pixar could do no wrong, uh, up until Cars, <laughs> or I should say Cars Two. I know Cars has its merits. It's basically Doc Hollywood with Cars, mm. but the sequel was just an obvious cash grab. But once, once the MCU kicked off with, uh, with Iron Man, and they had. A a very apparently a very clear roadmap in front of them, uh, a, a, a really good strategy of how they were going to guide this thing through and interconnect everything, which is something I don't think that's ever been done in any medium outside of the comics themselves. Uh, and they succeeded brilliantly. Yeah, it is amazing how they were able to make each movie lead into another story that had really you didn't think it had anything to do with the previous movie that you'd seen a year or two before or even three years before and you're like oh it, it always cir- it always okay. circled back around somehow it always circled back around right they look at a they're looking at a big picture of all of these characters and you know it's like all all roads lead to Rome. Yeah. Well, all roads led to, I guess, the one that culminated into the end game, Endgame, right? Yeah. Uh, that was, that was very clever. That was a very clever plan that they had. And it's, it took a while to, uh, to navigate through all those characters, but, uh, they did. And they made you like just about all of them. And Derek, wouldn't you say it's, it's, it's pretty fair to say that with, with, everything that they've given us over the years that it's one of those, one of those rare examples of yes, everything is connected, but you can sit there and watch a standalone film and get just about as much out of it. Having that, no matter where you jump in at, Hmm. you're going to enjoy what you see for the most part. Yeah. We, we've touched on it over and over and many times on the show and we've Mm -hmm. stated it numerous times. It's, on any of this and totally get caught with the bug and then you just it, it's you know you just go back and start 
devouring every single bit of it. Because mm-hmm. yeah, it's like we said, everything that everything Marvel touches and everything Marvel does, it is. It's all planned. It's always planned. They they come from a company that's been doing this for eighty years, and they're still in yeah. business. Even when mm-hmm. they were going through bankruptcy, they still made it out of it. So yeah, it, I've I've always I've always said it, and I always will. Enough said. I'm a make mine Marvel guy <laughs> because they know what the fuck they're doing. Yeah. Yeah. They're they're It's, so. it's in very capable hands. You know, you're, you're, you've got the financial backing of a, of a multimedia, multi conglomerate powerhouse that can devour pretty much anything. Uh, and, and they have several times over. Uh, but when you've got, when you've got the financial backing of something like Disney and you know, they, they put their money where their mouth is. So uh, with the uh, with the way that we were left with uh, with Wanda and Vision's relationship seemingly, you know, uncontinuable, if that's a word, after uh, what happened to, to Vision, we jump into WandaVision mm-hmm. with no real explanation. Mm-hmm. And slowly but surely, we get it explained to us. <laughs> uh, but there's all kinds of subterfuge, and there's all kinds of, you know, political intrigue, and uh, you know, we we see more character development from from some um, from some characters we'd kind of forgotten about, you know, and. Uh, so we, we we get a full on relationship development, even though it, it was once once we caught up with with Wanda and Vision in, during Endgame, and we see that their relationship it really is or not Endgame but Infinity War, um, and we see that everything's in full swing. Um, and then we see that Wanda has a really hard time compartmentalizing that, you know, because let's face it, Wanda is. Not only is she one of the most powerful uh, personalities in in the Marvel universe, but she's one of the most tragic. Mm. The girl has just been dealt blow after blow after blow, and you know she's just an emotional powder keg, which makes her even more terrifying. Which I guess is how the you know why she why the the director what is that Dick's name the the dude that was running Sword. Because I'm drawing a blank, Hayward. Derek. You, Hayward, yeah. Why Hayward. he viewed her the yeah. way, yeah, the the way the way he viewed her. I mean, you really can't blame the guy because she's she's next level shit. <laughs> she can she can well, she can level a nation in the blink of an eye. Well, that's that's like going back to Kevin Feige back in the day, and this is like Age of Ultron back in the day. He straight up said it, you know, without any debate. Wanda Maximoff is the most powerful character in the Marvel universe Mm -hmm. and you see what's going on and you see what happens in this this show. And then you take into consideration everything else she's doing and what she's capable of. And now with the, the, the final of what we find out in this, this series. Yeah. Wanda is not somebody to fuck with. And the (laughs) the problem with it is, it's just like in the comics, man, in the comics, Wanda has always been, Omega level. I mean, she is, she's a force of freaking nature. 
You right. can't you can't fuck with her. And the problem with it is, is that even in the books, she has her mental breakdowns and her her psyche just gets destroyed. And I think not only once but twice, she's destroyed the freaking universe mm-hmm. and reimagined it and twisted it and everything else. It's a part of her chaos magic and it's a part of her, you know, powers. And yeah, I mean I love I love how some people were debating that. Oh well, now that Captain Marvel's here, you know, she's the most powerful, and everybody's like, everybody that knows is sitting here going, huh, "Okay, nope, <laughs> not so much, guys." No, because yeah, Wanda Maximoff is, yeah, she is she is probably one of the most powerful. She's probably one of the most powerful superheroes I've ever freaking seen. Mm-hmm. Period. And and so. we still yet to I mean, we, we we saw on a certain level what she's capable of, but we haven't seen what she's really capable of yet. Uh let's just break I'm it down on- to this. Go ahead. No, I was gonna say I'm almost afraid to see it. <laughs> I mean well, and that's what I'm saying. It's like take take this in consideration. The only thing that she wanted was to be with vision. And if mm-hmm. that was the only tiny little thing that she wanted to do, just the amount of crazy shit that she pulled in WandaVision, just think what she's fucking capable of. Right. Especially when we get to the very end of the series. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When you, when, I mean, when she gets at the end of the series, dude, that's like, that's like a, a, a one and a half percent of, of her capabilities of shit she could possibly do. Yeah, that's that so, was just a tip. <laughs> get, get ready, guys. Yeah. 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 Because yeah. now she's she's no longer. I mean, she she's fully picked up and embraced her mantle of Scarlet Witch. She's not just Wanda Maximoff yeah. anymore. She's she knows who she is. She's fully. Right. So but. As far as we we had, I know that that Marvel has kind of spoiled us, and it's given us a certain level of expectation on 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 what they're churning out. And Shannon, I know you were kind of ambivalent about it at first because you thought the, the whole concept was a little bit ridiculous. Um, but I was like, no, I, I I they're going somewhere with this. I just don't know where. I just thought they were taking too long to play it out. Mm-hmm. Well, but and and again, you're talking about a company that has kind of mastered the art of the long game. Look, I mean, look how long they took to build from Iron Man to Endgame. Endgame could not be a more appropriate title for what right. that for what the, for the culmination of everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and 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 that's why I was like, no, I've got faith in them. I've got faith. This yeah, may and, seem kooky at first, and, and I, it was intentionally. I, I kept watching it because I was like, yeah, you're right. They probably are there is going to be a purpose for what they're doing. There's going to be a payoff. And I was like, okay, I'll just keep kind of watching because I just had to see what was going to happen. Mm -hmm. But yeah, the first couple of episodes, I was like, this This don't make any damn sense. This really, what does this have to do with the Marvel cinematic universe? Right. right? I was like, what is this? You know, but then when it really started to, you know, hit its stride Mm -hmm. And we're like, holy shit. Okay. What wouldn't, what I think the general consensus is right at episode four Mm. is when shit got real. Well, and I kept saying, who is doing this to her? Right. 
because I thought maybe somebody had her in, you know, basically in a bell jar, yeah. messing with her head. No, the only person that had the, that was holding the bell jar was one. It was her, yeah, which was even scarier. <laughs> it was like, like, no, I'm not locked in here by you. You're locked in here by me, kind of thing. Um, and like you said, Derek, all she wanted was a little peace and solitude, and they just couldn't let her have it because they were constantly assessing her threat level. But by the same token, they you really can't blame them for that because she was holding an entire town hostage. Mm. <laughs> she was holding an yeah, entire population. Shit. Yeah. yeah. So you know, it's, it's one of those things of, you know, uh, and I've used this a lot lately, uh, particularly when it comes to watching Falcon and the Winter Soldier doing the right thing the wrong way. Mm. Uh, but it also depends on your perspective. But uh, and then, you know, we get the big reveal at the end of of uh, uh, we're close to the end point of of uh, WandaVision about uh, Agatha Harkness and all that shit. And then we get this big what we anticipate is going to be this huge knockdown drag out between the other vision and her vision, Wanda and Agatha. And then you've got, you know, sword encroaching on the, uh, on, on the town and, uh, you know, our, our, our boots on the ground as far as, you know, um, um, Monica Rambo and, uh, uh, and your, your, your doctors and agents that are on our side. And then there was all this talk and anticipation that we were going to get the big bads show up. It was, you know, it, there was all this speculation that, that it was going to be, you know, Mephisto pulling the strings. And there was all these little hints that was dropped throughout the series that he was, his presence was felt, but never fully revealed. And then we got the ending that we got. And I think all of us collectively were like, wait, what? <laughs> Is that it? I, I felt pretty unfulfilled mm. by the way it ended. There, there, there were things that I liked about it. I liked that we that we saw that she was she was smarter than than Agatha gave her credit credit for. You know, she mm. used her own shit against her and and all that stuff. But the way she dealt with with Agatha, I thought was kind of weak. Mm. Um, her, you know, just having her the the post credit scene at the end of the finale with her just flipping through the book and everything. I'm like, damn it! I really, I, I kept I just kept waiting for something else to happen and nothing ever did. It ju it started to get interesting and then it was cut off. Yeah, that's so. Overall, I wasn't that. You know, it felt like the strongest episode yeah. was the episode right before the finale. Right, I was just like, oh, really? That's it? They're going to cut it off? They're not going to bring back another season of this show? Because didn't didn't Game just, of Thrones kind of do something similar? Yeah, it was always it was, the the pre the, the previous episode before the finale that you really got what you were looking for. Right, and it's like it's like y'all. I felt like I got played. Yeah, they they. It's like you built up to something that could have been cool. It could have been a really neat show that I would have wanted to watch a second season of. Mm -hmm. eh, cut me off. Like the, the old dude in the Geico commercial with the with the with the fishing rod and the dollar bill. Oh, you almost had it. <laughs> you got to be quicker see, than that. See, that's I'm different with it. I'm totally totally glad there's not going to be a second season of the show. Um, I don't need another Westview and Wanda and Vision and all that crap. 
this is this is kind of the thing with these Marvel these Marvel Plus series. Um, I've said it once and I'll say it again. Uh, we've got sixty million characters that Marvel's going to throw at us. Yeah, and all this is doing right now is just springboarding these characters for the big screen. Yeah, every single one of them, and it's that's the thing with like White Vision and and Wanda going off to do whatever they're going to do. Um. Yeah, I mean, Wanda's showing up in Multiverse of Madness with Strange. So, I, I don't need that. And it's kind of like the same thing with, with Falcon and the Winter Soldier. It's I don't need a Falcon and the Winter Soldier Season 2. I don't need a, a Captain America in the in the Winter Soldier Season 2. Which is because, what it would have to be. Well, and, but that's what I'm saying. There's no, there's no point. There's no need for it. Right, because now it's, we're going to get Captain America in the movies. We're going to they got their little side story out of the way, and there's six hours, and we don't have to have yeah. three movies done for it. It's taken care of, and I think it's yeah. going to be the same way with most of these Disney Plus shows. We're stuck in a world where we're used to the Netflix series, mm-hmm. where there was no possibility for those characters to be put into the movies because it was a separate property. Yeah, you know that when you're, talking, you're, related, you're referring to like the, the Daredevil and and I'm talking about whole, I'm talking about thing. Daredevil, Luke Cage, Iron Fist, right. Punisher, and Jessica Jones, those properties, and now on Disney Plus, we don't have to keep having that. That's the thing we 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 touched about this on another another show we had where now. Uh, the Disney Plus stuff is great because you know we get shows every Friday and all this kind of stuff. And I, I sit back and go, and it means that we we're going to get more and more and more characters throughout all this that are going to graduate and go on to you know the movies, and it's just going to make more room for other tiny little characters that they're just going to feed into new movies and feed into new movies. So. I'm totally okay with it now. Yeah, it, it's like it's like a six-hour class in character development, more or less. Exactly, which I'm totally okay with. Yeah, so am and, I. And and I'm I'm hoping that you know Marvel will do what I think they're going to do, and they're going to take some unknown characters that really don't have any reason whatsoever to have their own fucking movie, and for most of them, have no reason to be on a team on the Avengers on whatever team you're talking about and yeah give do it like the netflix shows that's cool but when it comes to like the big ones like wanda and vision and captain america and and bucky and all those guys yeah send them off thank you for that character development though the character Mm -hmm. development is great so yeah so the the avenue that we're we're treading on when it comes to Disney Plus now. I don't think I don't think it's gonna be oh there's gonna be eight seasons of you know the new warriors or something like that. I think it's gonna be you know they're they're basically doing a mini version of the movies with the setup of these characters to put them in bigger teams. It's just like yeah. Ms. Marvel coming up and the new Hawkeye series is coming out and everything else. It's just, hmm. it's just putting these characters in these side characters, giving us a background for them that we're going to keep coming back every. 
And then boom, they're going to get shoved into a team and they're going to get on the big screen. And that's going to be it. Mm-hmm. So that's the I think it's brilliant. machine, man. Yeah, yeah, I think it's I, I think too. I think it's a brilliant strategy. That makes sense. I guess basically I didn't care about necessarily seeing another season of Wanda, but I wanted to see more of her story. And you'll get that. And that's what you yeah. know, that's what you're saying. It's <clears> like, <throat> yeah, I'm finally interested in what she's going to do now. Yeah. And then it cut off. Right. Yeah. That's what irritated yeah. me about it. I was like, you know, I want to see more about what's gonna happen to her. Because, yeah. yeah, they did exactly what you said. They showed me more of her character as someone who doesn't read the books, never read the comics, didn't even know who she was, you know, until I started watching the movies and all this kind of stuff. So, yeah, that's that is a it's brilliant. But, you know, given given the generation that we grew up in, that, you know, with us being, you know, uh, you know, children of the 70s and 80s, that that uh you know th- that we grew up on a steady diet of things like Star Wars before Disney acquired it and you know we get one film every 3 years mm-hmm. you know you know we know what you know ending on a cliffhanger really feels like mm-hmm. and now that we've gotten so accustomed to the way Netflix does things where they just drop seasons of you know however many 10 12 18 episodes whatever you know depending on the series that you're watching right that you literally get an entire year's worth of content and it's pretty much, you know, they leave it up to you. You know, it's mm-hmm. kind of like on the honor system. You can stick your head underneath the tap and just crack it open and, and guzzle the whole thing down. But then I always feel like it leaves you with a little bit of buyer's remorse because, okay, well now, yeah, now you got to wait another year or two before they get another season up and running. Mm-hmm. So I like the way that Disney is parsing these things out. I, I yeah. like that they give us just enough to wet your beak then they give you another character to focus on mm. to where you're like, okay, yeah, we told you that story, but okay, now just now focus on this guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Cause you know, everything's uh, everything is everything. Everything leads to something. All roads lead to this. And in a lot of cases, you're never sure what that road is, but you trust them to kind of be your roadmap. Mm. Yep. So totally they, they've really, Disney really hasn't shaken my faith all that much. Mm. When, especially when it comes to Marvel, I just—they really seem yeah. to. They've got a better grasp of, of of handling Marvel than I think they've got of Star Wars by a long shot. Until the Mandalorian happened, mm-hmm. now you right. know that restored my faith in how they're going to handle Star Wars. Uh, mm. let, let's just forget those. Let, let's just forget the mm. the way the Skywalker saga ended. And let's just focus on what they're doing now. Right. Just give yeah. the keys to Favreau and Filoni, like we've said a billion times over. We'll we'll get we'll, we'll focus more on that later. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that, that's that's called a tease, folks. By the way. So I think um, moving forward, uh, yeah, the WandaVision was great. I think it had some really good undertones, some psychological stuff that Marvel never touches on, and I thought it was I thought it was brilliantly done. Um, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, same way, and this is my um, my assessment of both of them on that level is that yeah, we, we got these and yeah, a lot of it felt hurried. A lot of it felt, eh, but I chalked that up to freaking COVID. Yeah. I really yeah, do if, on both, yeah, if, on both ends. If you watch, if you watch this week's, uh, or the, or the, the time of this recording, when we, when they've dropped the, uh, assembled, uh, 
episode two, which is just recapping Falcon and the Winter Soldier, you see that right as they were kicking off production in Prague, COVID hits. Mm-hmm. And they have to shut everything down and basically just put put production on hold uh, yeah. until until they can pick it back up again. It's like, weren't they kind of going back and forth between their shooting locations in Puerto Rico and Prague? Mm-hmm. And then they just kind of got stuck in limbo because COVID hit. Um, but it, and, and what's weird is that it seemed like it should have affected Falcon and the Winter Soldier more than it affected WandaVision. But given that I, I, I'm assuming that it hit the production on WandaVision right at the end of production of the final episodes. Mm. And you can kind of feel that, mm-hmm. but I'd never really felt that, that hiccup in Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Yeah. Uh, it, it just, it felt consistent across the freaking board. Mm-hmm. And the fact that the, political undertones the real life political undertones and again i know we try to avoid politics on the show but with when in watching this show it was impossible to avoid mm-hmm. um that they managed to hit the right notes on the statements they were making about race and about mm-hmm. how veterans are treated and uh it it's it was so poignant but it never came off as preachy and I never really felt like they were beating us over the head with it. Mm -hmm. And it was, it was a, it was, they, they used those themes to tell a much deeper and much more enriching story. It's, it was really refreshing and eye opening to me to see them take something like that. And yes, they, they have a, a socially aware message that they're telling but they're not making that the main reason that they're telling their story. Mm-hmm. And it it's pushing forward the narrative of where the roadmap of MCU is going. And it accomplished so many goals and they made it look so freaking easy. I mean, they really did. They, they really made this look effortless. Awkward silence, awkward silence, awkward silence. <laughs> yeah, I agree. <laughs> on the awkward silence part. <laughs> yes, I also agree on that big time. Um, yeah, the uh, I'm just I'm just looking at them like these guys are fucking magicians or something because uh yeah, as as many hurdles as they had to overjump and and hoops of flames that they had to jump through to get this this stuff done, it it blew my mind. And that's the thing too, that I, I have to keep reminding myself and that we have to remind everybody else. Falcon of the winter soldier is supposed to come out mm-hmm. and it got shut down because of COVID. Then they bumped WandaVision up and let that one go first. So it's, it's already out of order, but it doesn't matter. But yeah, just watching, watching us. Holy shit. Damn. But I look at everything now and I'm like, yeah, they've, they've basically just given a big fuck you to COVID because (laughs) the, the train, Mm -hmm. the train that it's like, there's not a three day time span that goes by with the nerd news that there isn't something out there that's going on with the Marvel plus or the Disney plus shows Mm -hmm. because they're they're finishing shit and knocking it out left and fucking right now. So 
I have no more worries. And I'm hoping, like I said before, I'm hoping that now that the COVID scare is starting to kind of dwindle away, that it's not going to be any more. Yeah. You know, guys, we, we really had a lot that we were going to put in the show, but we couldn't because of COVID. Right. It looks like it looks like that's not an issue anymore because, man, and this shit out left and fucking right quickly. So, yeah, I'm telling you, man, we, we talked about this on another show where we were talking about how DC's um, effects team and effects software probably needed an update because it was so badly done and everything. Man, yeah. I don't know. I know Marvel's, you know, they're top notch. They're like high dollar stuff, Disney and everything else. Dude, their effects people, they must like not sleep. And, oh God! And just have the most—they have to have alien fucking tech. The shit they're doing <laughs> because they are—they, I mean, this shit—it's like bam, 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 done. I mean, they're doing effects on these just on these fucking shows, these TV shows. They're doing effects on these TV shows that it would take movie companies like four or five years to do the effects for it, and their entire production budget. Yeah, and they're doing it in like just just three under four months, you know. And like, so. like, I, and I think I know where you're going. Like, where when they showed the truck, sh- the the truck fight, when they were fighting on top of the of yeah. the big rigs okay. in episode. I mean, Jesus Christ! You mean to tell me that pretty much the entire background of that entire fight was replaced? <laughs> I mean, you you could never have convinced me, dude. I'm that. Oh Jesus, that's amazing to me. I'm I'm at the point now where I'm just like, just don't do locations anymore, and just make a green screen room, and just digitally put everything in there because that's exactly yeah. what the hell you are doing anyway. And well, I mean that's that's what they've done in the Mandalorian, flawless. and it's worked for them like a charm. I mean, yeah. what, what do they call it? The void or whatever the hell? It's, it's whatever. It's, yeah, it's, it's incredible but, to me. That they've, yeah. that they've gotten so advanced with, yeah, we don't need to go anywhere. We can do everything in this little room. We can move the, we can literally move the location around the actors for Christ's yeah. sakes. Uh, it's just, Kevin, it's just Kevin Feige could just, call, Kevin Feige's calling people up on the phone. Hey guys, uh, yeah, just come over to the house. Um, I got a shed in the back and it's a green, <laughs> it's, everything in the room is green. And we're just going to film the whole movie in my shed. And then the effects <laughs> people are just going to do everything for us. That's we're just I mean, going to do, do that now. Get a couple of keys and yeah, we have, we're we're done. We're done. Y'all we're good with that? Wow. It's like it's like Kevin. We we've got a, a show coming up where a a tiny little like hundred and ten pound very attractive woman turns into a Hulk. Oh shit! Yeah, we can get that knocked down in three weeks. Don't worry about it. Just come to my. Show. Okay. <laughs> never, never has the words "we'll fix it in post." Been, been more appropriate than than this shit here. Everything that's happening on Disney Plus, yeah, we'll fix it in post. I, I'm just wow. at the point now where these actors are like, okay, so I'm doing this movie, right? And it's like, oh yeah, the movie's already done. Yeah, we, mm-hmm. we uh, digitally uh, put you into the movie, and we've already basically pieces of dialogue from every single movie you've been in, and we just overdubbed it. Uh, we just needed you to, uh, we just needed to pay you for your likeness. And yeah, the movie's already done. Hell, it's it's been done for six months, and they're just like, I just signed yesterday. 
He was like, yeah, we, well, we, you know, I'm Kevin we just Feige, need you. and I knew you were going to do it. We just need you to show up for the premiere. Yeah, just show up with a nice wow. dress on. It'll be great. <laughs> we need to show up to shake hands and sign autographs and and answer a few questions, but not too many questions because you weren't there for most of the production. So <laughs> that's that's pretty yeah, screwed don't, up. Don't Tom Holland. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think they've gotten a better leash on him with that crap. Yeah, no joke. The so Tom Holland muzzle. So as far as uh, uh, level of expectation was it met? Did it fall short? Did it exceed it? For you know, for for you say for one division it met your expectations. For me, it kind of fell short. Uh, but for for Falcon and the Winter Soldier, wow, it exceeded my expectations. There there, there was a little bit of 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 character development slash resolution on the Bucky side of things that we discussed in last yep. week's episode that I feel like mm-hmm. they kind of stumbled and fell that that they just didn't spend enough of the final moments of that episode in him tying up the loose ends. It was a little too quick, a little too neat and a little too unsatisfying for me. I, I, mm-hmm. I felt like there should have been more there with the, with the, the guy whose son he's killed and, and, I feel like he should have had one more conversation with the doctor, not just leave her a freaking note in a gift bag. Mm. That 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 felt a little bit rushed to me. I, I was like, no, yeah. y'all should have done a little bit more with that. My if yeah, I, that was my if, if I can only find one complaint, that's the only thing I can really think. I yeah, can, mm. that I can really think to complain about. And that's and yeah, that's what pissed me off too. I'm looking at it going, okay, this is the Falcon and the Winter yeah. Soldier, and you just basically made this all about Sam. Mm-hmm. Honestly. I mean, you you had maybe t- five or five or six tiny little Bucky moments. And you know what? Those were like only in like the first first two episodes. Yeah. Other than that, everything was just Sam, Sam, Sam. He's gonna be Captain America and who's Bucky? That's what it felt like to me. Yeah. It, it, Which it, it I really kind of ended on an on an opposite tone. It was like the first episode was pretty much the Bucky show. Mm-hmm. The first episode was very, very Bucky centric. Um, but yeah, it, it totally became about, about Sam and his picking up the mantle of, of cap and, and carrying that shield, which I, you know, I, I see the point to that, but I've gotten really attached to Bucky. I think we all got really, and we, we got attached to Sam too. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, we, you know, we, we really got to see these guys carry a, a an arc full, you know, full swing. Um, and the, the fact that you find yourself giving a shit about, to me, the single greatest accomplishment outside of, 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 of making, making Sam the, the, the mighty hero that he now is, is the fact that you made me genuinely give a shit about Baron Zemo. <laughs> yep. I didn't think that was possible. I really didn't think that was possible because he was such a douche canoe in Civil War. But they made him so multifaceted. He is not a one-dimensional character at all. Mm. At all. And when you've got a villain like that, that you find he's, he's almost like a Vader type character. Like you when he's on screen, you you can't look at anybody but him. Because you're like, what the hell is this motherfucker about to do? What's he going to do next? Yeah, I know. He's What's gonna... he going to say? What dance is he going to bust out? <laughs> you know, I, I love that character. I yeah. really love that character. Yeah, he was fun. He was fun to watch. 
Um, but uh, overall, if I was giving them the two series a rating, I would on division a B overall. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would recommend people to watch it if you know if they're into this kind of story. Uh, and you know, as far as as far as uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, I would have to say I would have to overall. Even though it did have a few flaws, I would have to give it an A. Yeah. And I uh, tell everybody that they should check it out because uh, it's a lot better than you expect it's going to be. I kept trying to, I had to keep reminding myself, this is a TV show, (laughs) but it has the quality of a, a blockbuster movie. I was really impressed by that. Uh, the acting was excellent. The the writing was good. Um, they made me believe these people could be real, mm-hmm. could, could exist. Yeah. And to me, that's a good story because by the end of the story, like you, like you two pointed out, they kind of dropped the ball with Bucky. He kind of became the sidekick, didn't he? Yeah. He, he was not on equal grounds. Um, by the end of the story, he was like a a buddy, a secondary character there to back up Sam. Which in and, in and of itself is kind of an interesting, uh, interesting arc because now Sam has gone from sidekick mm-hmm. to, you know, he's gone from tier two to tier one. He, had he got to, called up to the big leagues. Really. He had a choice to step up or step away. And mm-hmm. he was like, I have to, because I have no to do one this. else, no one else can, can do it. It takes a lot of, uh, I don't know what the word I'm looking for here, a psychological conditioning to be able to be in a pressure cooker and make the right decision. Well, and, and to me, it's, it's, it's that line where, where, Bucky was kind of raging on Sam mm-hmm. and that, that whole, and you know, we, we mentioned this, you know, in the recap of the episode that where it happened, where he's, where he said like, you know, he, maybe he was wrong about you. And if he was wrong about you, then maybe he's wrong. Mm-hmm. And then come to find out, nope, he wasn't wrong about either one of them. Of course he wasn't because, you know, because he's Steve. <laughs> yeah. And he was, he was America's like, ass. Uh, don't make those kind of mistakes. That's right. <laughs> But, uh, that's what I really loved about seeing that thing travel that mm-hmm. that distance and mm-hmm. and sticking the landing the way they stuck the landing of that you, you see you see Sam come into his own you see Bucky kind of more or less defeat his inner demons. Well, they needed each other. Yeah, uh, they needed each other to continue to work on themselves mm-hmm. because it's kind of like they brought out the best in each other. The only the only character I think we really have to keep our eye on now is Sharon, because <laughs> yeah yeah what 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 the hell yeah well you know a girl's got to do what a girl's got to do that and then uh, one Valentina Allegra de Fontaine yeah and I, I say I, the I, same I thing about her too a girl's got to do what a girl's got to do so you know without yeah. the without the bad without <laughs> the bad guys you you don't have a story right well, we've got to have some we've got to have some villains here to make the story interesting well that that is if if she is indeed a villain we really don't know about <clears throat> about Valentina Allegra de Fontaine 
looks yeah. that way on the surface because she's kind of keeping John Walker on a leash. Well, I'm good either way. Just uh, show too. us some more stuff. Yeah. I'm ready to see the next one. Well, and to me, Allegra, that's good entertainment. So Allegra Sorry. will be showing up in uh, Black Widow. So, man, yep. <laughs> let the sneezing begin. She'll dude, I'm here to take care of it. I'm fucking telling you, dude. They are setting up so much unseen shit, and it is beautiful. So fucking beautiful. I just, I, I hope we just get that. That dynamic between her and Fury. Hmm. Yeah, I, I, I want, I want to, I, I want agree. to see that happen so bad. God, I want to see that happen so bad. I'm just waiting for the Val. Well, have, have we heard any? Has there been any news about? Um, has he been seen on the set or whatever? No, I mean, has he even been signed? I mean, who, who Sam? Yeah. Well, Sam's going to be doing. You know, yeah, yeah Nick Fury is going to be a huge part of Invasion. Okay. So, okay. oh yeah, yeah he's so, yeah. Sam's so, yeah. That's his. That's his bit. That's so his that's jam. not going to be an indication of anything at this point because well, we already know he's going to be doing yeah, that show. Yeah, he's he's okay. He's he's still very very much involved in the MCU. So okay. So yeah, it's not like I don't. He may have signed a lifetime contract. I know that. Yeah, I know no that shit. I, I know Is he that. Like a lucky guy or what? Oh I mean, hell he yeah! Got, he got to be like you know the the Jedi with the super cool. A purple lightsaber, and now he gets to be this character too. I mean, he must feel like he's like the luckiest guy in the world. Well, and I, and I know that you and I've discussed this, Derek. But whenever they relaunched, um, when they when they went with the Ultimates line in in Marvel, when they kind of did a rebranding, reimagining of the Marvel universe, and initially, Nick Fury was like I told you, whenever they the first on screen representation of Nick Fury was David Hasselhoff because that's literally who he looked like. Okay. He yeah. So when they reimagined Nick in the Marvel Ultimate Universe, they drew him to look like Samuel L. Jackson before Samuel L. Jackson had this part. Oh. They based him when they redesigned Nick, they based him on Samuel L. Jackson. So when they launched the MCU, it was obvious who they were going to get to play him. Mm -hmm. And when, and when they approached him, he's like, hell yeah. yeah. <laughs> Shit. Yeah. I'll do this. Steady paycheck. I get to be a badass in the Marvel. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. How, how long do you need me for? Yeah. So I'm almost thinking, I mean, you know, cause I know that a lot of the folks that have, that signed onto those early contracts are not playing those characters or they're, you know, they're just stepping away from it. Mm -hmm. You know, one Downey in particular, uh, but you know, it seems like the one constant throughout this entire thing is always going to be Sam, mm. which I'm totally cool with because mm -hmm. yeah. I love Sam and I love his portrayal of Nick Fury. Mm -hmm. It's just it's it's perfect. It's absolutely flawless. So keep him around for yep. as long as you can. I agree. Totally agree. So now we now we wait. Now we wait for a few weeks until. Um our favorite God of Mischief shows up again. Yeah, that little June 11th. <laughs> I, the, June 11th can't come soon enough, in my opinion, because Loki is one of my favorite characters in the MCU, even though he can be a dick. Well, but, that's what makes me like him. I, I like characters like that. I mean, just my favorite moment of his of all time, honestly, is 
in Ragnarok, where mm. <laughs> where <laughs> where Strange sends him into that freaking void, and he <laughs> <laughs> he brings him back when they're when they're uh, when they're in uh, in the uh, in in Strange's uh, domain, and he hits the ground. In the yeah. And he's, I've been falling for 30 minutes. <laughs> he is so pissed off. <laughs> and then Strange is, all right, bye-bye. And he just sends him on his way again. Um, yep. Before he can, before Peace he out. can really, really, before he can really wreak any havoc. And, you know, it just pisses Loki off to no end. He's like, damn it. Nobody does that shit to me. Until now. Until now. <laughs> so, I just, yes, boys and girls. It's it's gonna be if if you're invested in in D in, in Disney and in Marvel and you've got some stock in, in their man, you are about to get paid. <laughs> because I have we're about to go down a a lovely list of everything that forward. Yeah, break it down and holy shit. Because I mean, oh, get those get those nerd boners ready because they're about to be raging hard here in about <laughs> five seconds. So June eleventh, we have Loki. We got six episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, the fucking showrunner and okay, I was already fucking excited about this show. Okay, like all of us are. But I found out that Michael Walden, who is a writer on, is the showrunner of this fucking show. Oh, God. And that alone makes me squeal like a little girl because (laughs) this is going to be fucking nuts. It's going to be beautiful (laughs) because the guy is a genius. it's, It's good shit. So, yeah, we got Loki coming to us June 11th. Uh, Black Widow is gracing us on Disney Plus for an extra cost. Or you can go see it in the movie theaters July 9th. So that, God, that's just, there's just so much shit going on in that movie that none of us know about. And just to know that good old uh, Scarlett Johansson has signed on to be in the MCU for God knows how fucking long. That just opens up a whole new Easter egg of what the fuck's going to happen now. Uh huh. That's another rabbit so, hole in and of itself, dude. Holy shit. Um. Yeah. And then Allegra's going to be in there with Thunderbolt Ross. Mm-hmm. He's burning up kids because holy fuck, that's gonna it's gonna be it's gonna be crazy. Um. One of my most anticipated Disney Plus shows coming out is this summer, and it's What If. Oh, God. Yeah, the the anthology slash animated greatness that I've seen so far. That's every single actor that has portrayed the character returning to do the voice work for it, including Robert Downey Jr. And and it also has uh, Bozeman. Buzzman's last, last, uh, last thing that he's done as, mm-hmm. yeah, 23 episodes of this bad boy. God. 
Yeah, but they're probably going to be relatively quick ones. I'm assuming that this is probably going to be a what a 15, 30 minute show. Are they going to put like Are they going to do like a block of two episodes for every every week or something? Or because I, I mean that's I, a lot. I have no clue. I have no clue. They haven't they haven't really uh, stated. They they do have twenty three episodes listed though. So hey, I'll I'll take thirty minutes. Now and if if correct me if I'm wrong here, isn't Jeffrey Wright playing the Watcher? He is the Watcher. Oh shit! Which <laughs> I can so you know, I can so hear that voice as the Watcher too. Speaking of the Watcher, this is one thing that I, I don't think we've ever discussed on here, and it's one thing that I've always just oh my god! I know we got to see the Watchers make a very brief seconds. cameo. Yes, when when uh, Rockets too, wasn't it? Was jumping through you know all these different portals and stuff through, through the universe, and we see God, uh, Stanley, sitting there talking <laughs> to the Watchers, and it was our first glimpse of the Watchers. And I've always had this theory in the MCU, and I've had it ever since I've like ever since Iron Man came out. And I was like, when are they going to bring in the fucking Watchers? Because the Watcher is like, he sees everything. All the major events in the MCU, he's he's sitting back watching it, documenting it. And so I had the theory that, you know, everybody had their theory that Stan Lee was really the Watcher and blah, 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 whatever. But I had, we were the Watcher. And I was hoping that one day the camera would like pan over and then you would see him standing there. And basically the whole time the MCU has been going on all these movies and everything we've been watching has actually been the watcher watching everything that's going on in the MCU. So good theory. Hmm. Whatever. I'm, I'm on, I'm on the IMDB page right now for what if it says it's only got 10 episodes. Huh? Yeah, I, the the source that I looked at earlier, it was twenty three. So maybe maybe that's just ten for this year and yeah, just for, for the first whatever, season. Yeah, because the only person that it has listed in every episode is Jeffrey Wright. Right. So yeah, I mean, so that's dropping I mean, with us. It's a who's who. I mean, it's I really can't think of anybody on on this list of of uh, of uh, cast members outside of I guess uh, Spider Man, uh, but pretty much. Everybody that's everybody is represented here. Mm-hmm. Yep. Everybody who has played a role in the Marvel Cinematic Universe that has a character in this show is voiced by that actor. So, yeah, we're going to get Michael be- B. Jordan as Killmonger again. Yeah. We're going to get Michael Rooker as Yondu again. Um, I, I'm, I'm so happy we get uh, Taika, uh, Taika Watiti as Korg again. Yep. Because <laughs> I love that character. It's going to be some good shit. You get Goldblum as the Grandmaster again. I mean, this is nuts. This is... yeah. Uh, uh, oh, gosh. Uh, the, the, mm. I yeah. was always a fan of that comic as a kid. Yes, me too. <laughs> I, I, I love that shit. I, I just, you know, just the concept of what if, to, I've always thought was just so damn cool. Um, And just to see it brought to quote unquote life somewhat and be it animated, not live action, but it, at least it's happening. And when you yes. see the art, when you see the art style in this thing, I freaking love the art style. It is, it is beautiful. Oh, it's so good. It, the artwork in this, this show is, 
it's it's breathtaking, man. It's good stuff. And just really that that stuff. shot of of Cap as a zombie freaks me out every time I see it. It's yeah. gonna be really fun. I think it's gonna be a fun show to watch. Yeah, it's gonna be some good stuff. Uh, that's dropping summer, so they haven't given us a date. So they'll shoehorn it in there somewhere to go with all the rest of the stuff. Shang Chi's coming to the theaters September third. Shang Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. So we got that. Uh, then down the timeline, we got Eternals coming mm. November fifth. I I'm gonna go ahead and say it. I will straight up admit it. I couldn't give two shits about this movie. <laughs> Cause I get I mean, a really bad in, I get a really bad inhumans vibe uh, about that thing. And I don't like that. I feel that way. <laughs> Cause yeah, that thing was and, trash. Oh God. It was hot garbage. That show was so bad. It was so bad. Uh, but I, yeah, the thing that gives me hope though, the thing that gives me hope is that it's directed by Chloe Zhao who just won the freaking Oscar for nomad. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, so I'll there's give that. I'll give it consideration. I, I I can't totally write it off. And the the cast is freaking powerhouse. Yeah. And I that's mean, the thing too. I'm not going to sit here and totally say fuck this movie. I'm just saying, as of right now, I do not have any drive whatsoever to see it. Totally two different ways to look at it. Because mm-hmm. guys. We've talked about it many, many a times. I, I didn't know hardly anything about Guardians, and yeah. mm-hmm. look what they gave us. So yeah, that's that's the one thing I'll always come back to is you know again they made us give a shit about a talking tree yeah. and a raccoon. So right. and and that's uh, the thing. I, hey, I'll give it. We've said it. In Foggy, we trust. So mm-hmm. whatever you put out there, bro, I'll go see it. It's not like I'm not going to go see this fucking movie, but I'm just sitting here going, okay. The 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 fact that you've got Angelina Jolie involved in this That's thing still out. still blows my mind. Hmm. Well, I don't know. I mean, she did Maleficent. So uh, why wouldn't she do more fantasy type stuff? So. I I just I don't know. They just I, I never thought they would get somebody like Angelina Jolie in the Marvel universe. Yeah, I didn't so think they would. What, like, what Michael Douglas in the in the Marvel universe, but they did that. Or too, Redford, so. yeah, they died. Yeah, no Redford shit. As well, that you don't I get mean, much bigger than that. Hey, I mean, she's one of the last big ones left. I mean, I'm I'm waiting for um Charlize to do something. Mm, yes, please. for them. Oh, I think, I, and Chad, I'll tell you this. I think sh- that Charlize is probably the most beautiful woman in film. I, I I thought she was gorgeous since the first time I saw her in Mighty Joe Young. Yeah. Um, so bring her on, please. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think oh. she would be great, and I'd love to see her in a character with a real, I don't know, attitude problem. Because there's nothing, uh, she's a she's a good comedian. She she just kind of, I think she could pull that off very well. She could kick your ass and then make a joke about it while she's doing it. Yeah, well, I God, mean, I wish I wish they would have made her Ms. Captain Marvel so bad. Well, I I it it didn't hurt seeing her as as Furiosa. That's that's close to being a comic book hero there. Kind of, yeah. Um and uh. 
plus Atomic Blonde. Hmm. She's yeah. she's and and they're they're doing another one of those. I still haven't seen that one. I need to see that. Maybe. Yeah, it's good stuff. But the, the the fact that they got her in the Fast and the Furious universe before they got her in the Marvel universe still bothers me. Yeah, no. Yeah. Yeah. We, they're we, just somebody's just not trying. Yeah. I'm sure if somebody went and said, "Hey, we're gonna pay you this much money to you know." Look hot and kick people's butts all over the screen. Yeah, don't give me this shit of well, they just haven't given offered me the right role. I'm like, girl, you're in Fast and the Furious. Yeah, give me enough of that shit. Right. <laughs> you you did, yeah. Come on. You did a million ways to die in the West. <laughs> that movie was fucking amazing. I loved it. I, I don't care what anybody funny. says. I loved it too. I thought it was funny as hell. All right, we're rabbit holing. On to. <laughs> Spider-Man No Way Home, December 17th. This movie mm-hmm. is going to be fucking insane. Oh, Insanity. As many, as many of the old characters we have coming back from the Garfield and... Uh, what's that dumbass's name? Uh, McGuire? The others. <laughs> yes, thank you. The, the shitty Spider-Man. <laughs> um, Jesus. <laughs> Yeah, I, dude, don't even don't even get me fucking started on that shit. Um, that it's gonna be, dude, it's gonna be fucking nuts. And and now that I know that Willem Dafoe is coming back as Norman Osborn, and he God. is not oh. just showing up in the Spider-Man movie and being the Green Goblin from that. No, no, he is apparently the MCU's Norman Osborn. So, <laughs> yes, sweet mother. Yes. Yes, indeed. The the sweetest of all mothers. It is beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that's December. So that's going to be a nice little run. Uh, then we get to some of the haven't got dates yet, but they're still in the 2021 world. We got Hawkeye, which is going to be six uh-huh. episodes. Um, the showrunner's the the guy from Mad Men, which I think that's kind of crazy huh interesting and crazy at the same same kind of way but this goes right back to what i was saying earlier about how we're starting to get these characters that they're strategically placing in these disney plus shows that are going to graduate on to bigger better teams and movies and everything else and this will be the introduction of um the new hawkeye which is basically the the whole basis of the show where good old uh what's his name? Clint, Clint Barton is training this new uh this new girl to be the new Hawkeye. Which means she'll go on to be a part of the Young Avengers. So that'll be pretty cool. Hmm. I'm excited to see that. But yeah. So there you go. So that's dropping before Spider Man, I thought. Uh I don't know. It just says it just told me late. 2021. I know they just finished up. Uh, they just wrapped up production last week. So, yeah, I, I thought it was. I thought it was Miss Marvel, then Eternals, then Hawkeye, then because they they go series, movie, series, movie. No clue. I think that's how they do. I think that's how they're doing it. We go Shang Chi, Miss Marvel, Eternals, Hawkeye, Spider Man. Hmm. Yeah, because Miss Marvel so, is next on the plate here, mm-hmm. late 2021. Uh, they just dropped a nice little picture of uh, of our, our Ms. Marvel in her in her costume. Yeah, I saw that. Very fucking nice. Yeah, I mean, 
I've said it before. I'll say it again. These guys, dude. I'm a. You want you want to get schooled on Ms. Marvel? Uh, let me give you a little nugget. Go to go to Ollie's in Mesquite, Texas, and this is for all of the Texas people, all the DFW types that are listening. Uh, go to Ollie's in Mesquite, and they have a graphic novel section where you can get these $30 fucking hardcover graphic novels for like six bucks. Where is Ollie's again? Because <laughs> you just got my attention. Yeah, I just bought my daughter Ms. Marvel Volume 1 and Ms. Marvel Volume 2 hardbacks. So, and they've got a ton of other stuff. They got DC, they got Marvel, they got all kinds of shit. They got a bunch of coffee book coffee table books there and everything. It's it's good stuff. Anyway, so Ollie's if you're listening, we could really use a sponsor. <laughs> well, tell again, where is it? Uh Mesquite. It's at the old uh Toys R Us. Oh, right okay. Next All to, right. Yeah. Yeah, right off of Town East. Uh 20 I, I just found it. 2100 North Town East Boulevard. There you go, Ollie's. We uh we're expecting that check. And All right. Apparently, we've also got one in uh, in Louisville. Hmm. So yeah, if you want to if you want to catch up on a little Ms. Marvel before she comes out, uh, they got Volume One, Volume Two there. Uh, then we got Moon Knight, a character I know precious little about. Never heard of it. See, Moon Knight basically to sum it up is <laughs> he's the Batman. Yeah, basically hmm. of the Marvel universe, but uh, he is the Batman who has like a personality disorder, like multiple personality disorders. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know what the exact term is, but he's got like three or four personalities bouncing around in his head that he doesn't know which one's right. So, oh my! And he's also got kind of a Indiana Jones type of. Uh, mentality about himself too and he's played by oscar isaac so you may be on the fence on this so Hmm. yeah so i'm i'm excited i think it's gonna be good they uh leaked out some they leaked out some uh videos of him doing some stunt training the other day where he was doing his fighting styles and stuff and i was like wow that looks good it's gonna be nice so we got that on the um on the wow Okay, I didn't know that was coming out. Uh, 2022 stuff, there's going to be two, three animated series that I had no clue. I don't think that the first two, and these are just stupid little cartoons that are probably going to show up on Disney, not Disney Plus, but uh, Baymax, exclamation point. Yeah, because, because, because they brought the Big Hero 6 animated series to an end. Yeah, so that's, so that's coming that's, out. That's going to be then, the next there's a really good um, a really good book out right now called Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur. Mm-hmm. And in on the show on Disney Plus called Six One Six, which guys, holy fuck! If you have not gone and watched Six One Six on Disney Plus. Do yourself a fucking favor. If you're a Marvel there's nerd some, there, and you're a comic nerd, on there. dude, it's I think it's six episodes. It's a documentary series. 
and holy god it is <laughs> beautiful stuff I, mm-hmm. I teared up in every single episode it, it's good it's great stuff talks a lot about everything that's going on and different aspects and everything else but they touched on moon girl and Don- and devil dinosaur in uh in one of those episodes, one of the artists, the uh, episode that was uh, circled around artists from from around the world and how their uh, routines and everything. So uh, that looks interesting. I think that'll be fun. I think it, it, it's a, it's an award winning book. So yeah. And then <laughs> this is one of those what didn't know about it. Hit Monkey is coming to Hulu. <laughs> Oh, you forgot your boy. Speaking of things coming to Hulu. Well, yeah, and then we got Modoc. we got a uh, Modoc. Yeah, Modoc dropping coming at the this, end month. Of this month. Yeah, yeah. Done by the uh, done by the stupid uh, the guys stupid monkey I think or it, it's the guys who uh, who do it, robot robot chicken. chicken. So yeah, it's gonna be gold. Yeah. Mm. Um, hit monkey for all you people out there going. Did he just say fucking hit monkey? Yes, yeah. Hitmonkey is a a fairly 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 new character. Uh, he came out in the Daniel Way run on Deadpool, which I was I was going through a, a, a dark time in my days, and that's one of the main reasons I'm a huge Deadpool fan because I see a lot of me in him, but not just for the stupid crap, but the deep dark depressive stuff. And he's got me through a lot of stuff. And Daniel Way's run was a big part of that. And he introduced this character called Hitmonkey. <laughs> and it was a it was I know we're like totally I'm totally going on a, a, a tangent here, but just bear with me. Um the the issue had Deadpool <laughs> with Spider-Man. Okay. And Deadpool's trying to tell him what's going on. He's like, did you kill these, like this, this room full of like 34 people? And he's like, no, dude, I didn't do that, man. I didn't do that at all. And he was like, yeah, I don't fucking believe you. And he goes, okay, you're, you're not going to believe me, but, um, so there's this monkey and he's a hitman. So he's a hit monkey. (laughs) And Spider-Man looks at him and he's like, and Spider-Man looks at him and goes, yeah, I don't believe you at all. I don't believe anything you just fucking said to me. So, yeah, he's 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 like a fucking snow monkey with like the pink face and the white fur around him and everything. And he wears a suit, like a like a white suit or a black suit. And I'm black talking suit. about like John Wick looking motherfucker. I'm sorry. But he's okay, a monkey. Okay. Come you, here. And you've he's a hitman. You've already got me. Come I want to watch this. I've got it pulled up. There was going to be a hit monkey video game in 2013 that Activision was going to put out. I'm looking at the ad where it's yeah. just him in silhouette with a smoking gun pointing at the camera. And it says, shit just got bananas. Hit oh, monkey. yes. A, a monkey hitman. I'm on. Like, I, I'm I'm in. Yeah. That, let's see this. I, I've got to see it now. <laughs> yeah. Just come around here. So I'm excited. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm excited. I think Holy actually, crap. I think Hitmonkey also made a um, an appearance in the Deadpool video game that came out a few years ago. So I think I think he was only like in a, like a cut scene or something, like in like on the back of a, a a wall or something like a poster or some shit. But yeah, he was in it. Uh-huh. So yeah, anyway, Hitmonkey's coming to Hulu. So I'm excited. 
it, it should be stupid. So that'll be great. Okay, yep. on to March 25th, we got Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. <sighs> this is, yet again, here's the Disney Plus doing their job, uh, putting Wanda out there with her her Darkhold book. And um, Doctor Strange is going to have to <laughs> fucking deal with it, I guess. I don't know. I don't know what the hell's happening. But Sam Raimi oh, is God. directing this bad boy. And I saw that little so, I saw that little nugget that Bruce Campbell dangled out there, the little bastard. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's gonna I, I don't think that's gonna happen. But if it did, <laughs> shit. Oh, I love that. I'm gonna tell you this. I'm gonna tell you this right fucking now. If if Groovy Bruce shows up in this motherfucker as Ash, I'll I'm lose my going mind. to shit my pants. I yeah. will literally <laughs> shit my pants. Like if I I'm in the movie theater. I am going to shit my pants and I'm going to be like, I'm going to stand up in that movie theater and look at everybody in that movie theater and go, guys, I'm just going to let all y'all know. I shit my pants. Groovy. And that's going to be it. And then I'm going to sit back down in said shit and continue watching that fucking movie. If, if he walks up to Wanda and says, cool book. I got one like that too. Yeah, God, you want to trade? Yeah, or he's like, I will mark out. I will or, mark out. Or he says hell to the king, or he goes, give me some sugar, baby. I'm going to lose my fucking shit. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, oh, the possibility. Oh, you know he would be like trying to dry hump on Wanda. Because, <laughs> <laughs> spoiler, guys. Big mistake. Uh, spoiler, because that's not too far away from reality. Maybe quote-unquote, because Army of Darkness, there was a fucking book. It was Ash, Army of Darkness versus Marvel Zombies that came out probably about 12 <gasps> years ago. I totally forgot about it. Oh, so that. it's happened. So, awesome. so he's already been in the MC, or in the oh, Marvel Universe, not the MCU. But the he is Ash. a part of the multiverse. Holy shit. Oh, please do it. Please. And and Sam Raimi can't make a project without working Ash in there. With Ash, but not without working uh, Bruce Bruce Campbell in there somehow. Yeah. I love that guy. Oh, God. That would be the ultimate fan service. (sighs) Yes. The whole movie could suck. But Uh, if that happens, that would make it worth it. Dude, I wouldn't. Yeah. I could be like, this movie is hot garbage. If it was like, I give it an F minus. I wouldn't give it an F minus because if Bruce Campbell shows up as Ash Williams, I'm going to fucking lose it. I will. It, it will, oh it will bump it up a whole letter grade. That alone would bump it up a whole letter oh, grade. Yeah, please. You know mm. me and my guilty pleasure movies. Oh, like it. it's so bad. I love it. No, I just, I love his character. Mm. I, I just love Bruce. Uh-huh. I, I think Bruce is the shit. I do. I do too. Great guy. He's a, he's, he's fucking amazing. So Dr. Strange, uh, also in 2022, we got She-Hulk. And again, another Rick and Morty showrunner is is doing this fucking show. And this is supposed to be a comedy. Like a, a you know, like a, a fucking courtroom comedy kind of thing. So, yeah. I'm excited. And I've just, always just, loved She-Hulk. She-Hulk's always been one of my favorites. Just, just anticipating the the banter between um jennifer walters and and banner 
I think is 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 going to be delicious. Um, and did we not hear some musings in the wind that there was going to be involvement by uh, a particular blind lawyer, dude? From, if straight from hell, if they're kitchen? doing a lawyer show, if they're doing a lawyer show in the MCU, then Matt Murdock better show his fucking ass up in there. And it's going to be our Matt Murdock from the Netflix series, is what I is what I had heard. I don't know if that's been. Oh well, guess what? Let me that. let me confirm that for you because there was a little news article that came out, I think, last week that has now confirmed that the transition has been made so much that everything that's happened in the Netflix shows, they all now have the Marvel Studios branding on them. Mm. So that means that everything that happened in the Netflix in Marvel shows is now it's MCU canon. canon. It's now canon. Mm. So that means that the Kingpin, all those oh. people oh. are now MCU canon. So that means, uh, yeah, we don't need a recasting of any of those characters. Except for, uh, if I can make a suggestion, can we get a new Iron Fist? <laughs> I'm with you on that. Yeah, I was not I, a fan. I totally support that, yeah. And, and Iron Fist is one of my favorites, and yeah, sorry. So yeah, they're they're now a part of the part of the uh, MCU. So bring it on. And I saw a fucking news report speaking to the Netflix guys. Um, the apparently, thing. and if this if this fucking happens, I you want me to shit my pants again because I will shit my fucking pants for this one as well. There's going to be a lot of shit in these fucking pants. I swear. Oh, as, because, as long as we're not sitting really close to you, it's yeah. It'll be. I'll, cool. I'll warn y'all. I'll wear. I'll <laughs> bring good. diapers or something. Yeah, we'll, we'll so, bring you a package of depends. Frank, John, Berthnall is that his name? Is that how you say it? Yeah, Bernthal. 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 Yes, the the greatest Frank Castle that has ever graced us on the silver screen. A, a close second to. Uh, Dolph Lundgren, but <laughs> that's the fuck a point. <laughs> I know. Um, you couldn't even say that with a straight face. Don't a, even play. I know I couldn't. It was fucking horrible. There is a dude. Punisher's my number. He's like number. He's top five for me. Um, mm. There was a news a news article that came out that apparently Punisher is going to be going up against good old Spider Man. Yeah. Which is full fucking circle because let me give you some some info. When Tom Holland came in to do his reading for Marvel, he did it with John Bernthal. His initial reading? Yeah. What? Yes. What the they hell was Bernthal together. doing? There? That's how they both got their characters. Because apparently they're friends. I'll be damned. They would have paired those two up. And they and they practiced and they apparently did lines with each other and, and they went in together and they both tried out for their parts together. Guys, the very first appearance of the Punisher was in a Spider-Man a Spider-Man. This is true. Yes, this is true. And the comic cover has Frank Castle on a on a stoop with a sniper scope, and in the middle of that sniper scope is fucking Spider-Man. Guys, Spider -Man, this yep. next Spider-Man this next Spider-Man fucking movie. Is all about Spider-Man being wanted and being a bad guy. 
If they bring motherfucking Punisher in this bitch to chasing after Spider Man on top of everything else, and then let me let me guess maybe, and this is this is me fanboying real quick. Maybe we get the Punisher, Spider Man, Daredevil. Mm-hmm. All going up against the sinister fucking six because they're all going to be in this movie. That is going to be some epic fucking shit. Let, let me get yeah, literally because you're going to hand up your strange again. Mm. You're sitting next to him in the theater. No, no, I'm no. not. I'm sitting on the outside <laughs> aisle. No, we're gonna we're gonna senior that one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna do it from the bathroom because yeah, you're gonna have to. Yeah. You had to wear a colostomy bag for Christ's sakes. Hell, it depends. Yes. No, so, no. anyway, Here's, there's your. We, don't, don't forget your shit sack there, Derek. <laughs> yeah, no joke. Anyway, moving along. Love and Thunder, Thor, Love and Thunder, May 6, 2021. Uh, no, wait a hey, minute. I saw something the other day about. Isn't Morbius? Isn't he part of the Marvel stuff? He's part of this kind of the Sony stuff okay, is kind so of separate company. Okay, because yeah. I thought he same was with a, Venom. Same with Venom. Okay, see that's confusing to me because I saw something where they moved the release date to January twenty eighth. Yeah, he next, just keeps getting yeah. bumped back and back and back. Yeah, yeah, which sucks because I was really yeah she's pumped on that one. I really want to see that one. Yeah, so do I. Because yeah, I does really love the blade. Epic. It looks really good. But it's not MCU proper. It's yes. Oh, yeah. see, that's yes. confusing. It is. It is. But it is what it is. Ah. One day, taking hopefully. Stride. Yeah. Yeah. One day, everything will be under one umbrella. Hopefully. Oh, I'm So, yeah. I'm so, sure. Love and Thunder, May 6th. It'll be, uh, that. that's another, it's apparently going to be another one of those fun-filled, holy shit, there's all these people in it kind of movies. So Yeah, because Taika, oh. Taika Waititi is cool. directing it again. He's coming back from after doing so Ragnarok. It's going to have the guys in it that were sitting on Thor's couch with him drinking. Oh, Korg? Oh, you know yep. Korg's going to be involved. Yep. <laughs> I hope so. Well, yeah, because he's that's, the director. That's <laughs> yeah. He's funny. Yeah. Uh, oh, the only thing that worries me is that Melissa McCarthy's in the cast. That's the only uh, thing that has me a little dude, concerned. But you know who she's playing, though, right? No, I don't. Spoiler alert! All right. Uh, She is playing Hela in the uh, on-stage performing actors of Matt Damien. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Sam Neill is is, is Odin and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they're all all coming back. So she's going to be, yeah, she's Hella. And I've already, we've already seen a picture. There's a leaked picture of her in the Hella costume. So, yeah. Oh, crap. That's gonna, funny. Okay. All right. Yeah. I'm, on, I'm in. I'm in. I'm in. So there you go. Oh, uh, okay. Let's see. July Secret 8th, in, 2022. Invasion, right? uh, we have Black Panther 2. Oh, okay. Yeah. Wow. Uh, I don't know what the they fuck's just... going on with this shit. Wow, just one after another, after another, after another. And, and not to mention all the other stuff that's going on at Disney at the same time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. With, you know, <coughs> my admitted favorite franchise, mm-hmm. the Star Wars stuff. We'll get there. We'll get there. I know we're going to get there. <laughs> but, I mean, I'm like, wow. I mean, 
I know Disney's a monster, but Disney is a monster. <laughs> I mean, yeah, just- Marvel and Disney, it's insane. Yeah, I mean, they're just... Yeah. Because all this stuff is be just going on simultaneously everywhere. Just... Mm-hmm. Yep. I mean, I bet you can't walk on their lot without, you know, stumbling over somebody who's doing either Marvel or Star Wars. That's got a that, that's got their NDA yeah. 100 pages thick <laughs> that they have to yeah. carry around with them everywhere because they can't talk no about joke. shit. Right. I mean, wow. I do wish we knew a little bit more about the rest of the slate, though, that we've got in front of us. But there's, there's, there's so precious little being revealed about what's left after Love and Thunder outside of just titles. Because I mean, Black well, Panther we got two, Captain Marvel two, November eleventh. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. maybe we should. Secret invasion. You know, we got Secret Invasion. We've got all the stuff they're doing with the Guardians because they got like three separate projects with Guardians of the Galaxy. Wow. You've got the holiday yeah. special. Got- okay. You've got the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. You've got I Am Groot. Okay. Which is just like uh, I, I, I don't know, I, I guess animated shorts. Okay. Just yeah, animated the shorts seedling. and uh, James Gunn, mm-hmm. and James Gunn is the executive producer on it. So, and then we've got the third yeah. volume of Guardians coming out in 2023. Wow! Right. So we're we're gonna yep. get yeah, Guardians gonna, of the Galaxy over the head hard. We're gonna <clears throat> yeah, because they're because they're also gonna be in about. Love and Thunder. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because mm-hmm. I, yeah. I saw Karen Gillian is is part of the cast of Love and Thunder. Then on top of that, we've got what Ironheart. Um, we got Ant Man and the Wasp, uh, Fantastic Four. We got Blade, Ironheart, Armor Wars, Armor Wars, Jesus. Um, and then uh, the Wakanda series. <clears throat> so, this is all that they have listed out there in the, the interwebs that they're telling oh, us. Oh, and wait, apparently, and let's, there's about let's not... four. Go ahead, go ahead. I didn't need to cut you off. No, you're good. I mean, there's like, I was just going to say, there's like four or five that have dates that they're not letting us know what the fuck they are yet. Well, I, we, they've so already they're, announced they're gonna... Deadpool 3 and Captain America 4. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the Steve Rogers movie or Disney right. Plus show, whichever that Whatever is. Whatever that is. If that's Captain America 5 or something else altogether. Mm-hmm. So. If you're looking for entertainment for the next three years, Disney Plus and Marvel have you covered. They're going to get all the money. <laughs> yeah. They're going to get everybody's money. Yeah. Just shut up and take our money. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll happily give it to you. And for those that doubted the value of Disney Plus when it launched, how you like them now? Yeah. And and all we it. did was all we did was just talk Marvel for the last hour and a half. Uh-huh. Just Marvel. So next week we're going to be talking about something yes. different. So as as we bring this episode to a close, um, we have another little venture waiting to get launched because this weekend is very this this upcoming week is very special to Shannon and I because it it's uh it's it's our wedding anniversary. We we got married because we're complete and total dorks. <clears throat> yeah, we got married on. Is what is commonly referred to as intergalactic Star Wars Day. I made sure he would never forget our anniversary. Yeah. See, that was smart thinking on my part. Yeah, because because that's a problem. And for those of you that listen to episode <laughs> one of our of, of this entire podcast series, 
origin stories, we talk about how the reason that we even struck up a conversation in the first place, the reason I had the courage to even approach her, is because she was reading the novelization of The Empire Strikes Back when I met her in seventh grade. So our our love for Star Wars runs deep. I mean, it's just, it's in our blood. So we're going to be doing, I know that you guys have, that have come to, to appreciate and love Guardian, uh, God, pfft, I, I almost did it again, spoilers of the multiverse. We're going to be doing something that's going to be focusing on Star Wars and sci-fi called Spoilers of the Galaxy. And the reason we're launching it next week is because on our anniversary, said Star Wars Day, May the 4th, we get the Bad Batch. Uh, so for those of you that watched the, 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 the final season of Clone Wars, we got introduced to this, to this Bad Batch in the last several episodes of the of the Clone War series, just a bunch of misfit clones that are just a little bit off center, a little you know, a little bit odd. Uh, and I remember at the time watching that season, going, "They ought to do a show just about these guys." Well, damned if somebody wasn't listening, or obviously they already had it in in the planning stages. And that's why that was the final season of the Clone Wars because it was going mm -hmm. to usher in the first season of the Bad Batch. So. In our um, in our debut episode of Spoilers of the Galaxy, we're going to be covering any and all things Star Wars that we can think of. But in particular, we're going to be covering the first episode of the Bad Batch. So get ready for that, folks. We you know we'll we'll just we'll we'll keep we'll just keep hitting you with more content because we know that's what you're really looking for. And we've got some really cool art. So may the force be now. with you. Yes, sir. <laughs> yeah. Well, guys, this was a fun one. This, uh, you know, I know that we were talking. Wow, do we really have enough to cover and 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 fill an hour full of content? Yeah, I'm looking at the runtime over here, and we're right at an hour thirty. So <laughs> that's kind of what we do. I'm telling you, man, we could talk about Marvel for days mm -hmm. because they give it to us. So yeah, but we, we can only fit it. so many hours on an SD card, and we'd run out of space. <laughs> These things are hard enough to compress so, as hey, it is. So, hey, Marvel, uh, if you're also listening on top of Ollie's with your little shout out, if you would like to uh, sponsor our show, we'd really appreciate that as well. Mm hmm. Thank you. And what was your what was your energy drink you're so fond of? Bang energy. Yeah. <laughs> Potent let's brain and body plug. fuel. Yes. And I, I had a little taste of it whenever you, you brought it over here a couple weeks ago. And I, I really dug it. And the fact that it's zero sugar. I, I, okay. I'm ready to try that. Well, well, well. Maybe that's something we need to hunt for tomorrow. We'll track down it. Where, where do you get listening. it from? Where, where did you, where do you pick it up you from? You get it Derek? from anywhere. You can get Bang Energy drinks from any convenience store out there. Walmart sells it on top of many other places. Bang Energy, potent brain and body fuel. Listen to this guy here. Wow. <laughs> That sounds professional. Yeah, so so we know who the, who's recording the next commercial because I know people are sick of hearing me talk about <laughs> pushing anchor at the beginning of every episode. But but with that, folks, we'll bring this one to a close. Uh, thank you once again for listening. Um, we are we are steadily, rapidly growing the uh, the EJP Nation uh, because as I as I rattle off our uh, our podcast platforms, we've had another one to the mix. We've added, and it's a big one. We've added a, a, a real ringer 
to our uh, available platforms that we're on. So recapping, Amazon Music, the native platform of Anchor, uh, Apple Podcasts, Breaker, uh, CastBox, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Overcast, and just added this past week, we're now featured on Pandora. Thank you, Pandora, for for inviting us on board. Uh, As well as Podcast Addict, Podcast Addict, I'm sorry, Radio Public, Spotify, and Stitcher. Uh, We're on Facebook uh, as uh, Electric Jellyfish Podcast and EJP Nation. Uh, We're on Twitter as EJP Nation, and we're on Instagram as Electric Jellyfish Podcast. Uh, And our home base of electricjellyfishpodcast.com. So for for Derek, say goodnight, sir. Has he already checked us? There you go. Always... uh... Be safe, kids. Enough said, and always wear protection. <laughs> I'm working good on my sign off. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's good advice. <laughs> and, and for Shannon. Thank you for listening. We'll see you guys soon. <laughs>